Hello and welcome to a new episode of Reality Breached. We've been gone a few weeks, uh, but it's a new day. It's a new year. In three days, we'll have a new president. As grim as that may sound. Uh, it's January, so you know what that means. NFL playoffs. Uh, but before we start talking about that, let's get to the guest. Today, we have the unapologetic geek himself, Rick Vickers himself, <laughs> Jarius Thomas. What's up? Man, nothing, man. Just happy to be on. Uh, you ready to talk about some football? <clears throat> and, um, uh, man, I mean, how, how have you been, man? It's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Just, just podcasting a lot. Nah, this was, um, and, and I'm watching a lot of football. Myself. Absolutely. So, so you, so you, you podcast. You podcast on, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Negro Justice uh, League? Yeah, the Negro Justice League. Uh, on there, we, you know, talk about comics and, um, TV shows, talk about uh, movies a lot, and, you know, we just kind of give a black geek perception to things. Uh, it's kind of a market that's not really been tapped as much, but, yeah, it's pretty cool. We've 26 episodes in, if I'm not mistaken. Awesome. It, like, like I, I don't know the rules. Like, Am I allowed to say Negro Justice League? Absolutely. It's the other one that you're Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I just just yeah. clarify. It's bad for business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, 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 that's cool, that's cool. Uh, living in Mississippi, I know there's a lot of black geeks. So yeah. it is a very untapped market. Yeah, yeah, so we're trying to do something with that, even though I'm the only one based in Mississippi out of uh, everyone. I, the host is in Virginia, and then one of the other guys is in Alabama, the other guy is in Colorado, so we're kind of all over the place. Wow. Well, that's cool. So imagine how recording goes when you got to schedule a time to record. You know, it's, it's pretty because somebody's going to be up late and somebody's going to be getting started way too early, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, you see, the way I do it is I just call somebody. I'm like, "Hey, dude, are you bored? <laughs> let's uh, let's podcast." Pretty much. That, that, I wish it was that easy. Yeah, that, that's why it's never the same two dudes. Like, I try, I try, I promise. Uh, but I, I literally had to call you in because I knew you're a football guy and okay. none of the other people who have been on the podcast ever, I think. As much as you love sports, that shocks me. Yeah, none of them are football guys. Maybe Clarence. Clarence might, he, he, he might have enjoyed this, but you know what? Screw it. Let's, let's, let's talk football. Okay, before we get started, um, we had a contest last episode. Uh, to win a uh, a Darth Vader wireless speaker, and it being the next episode, it's time to announce the winner. Yeah, you excited? I mean, I would have liked to have been included, but yeah, well, I guess. Had you shared the episode, then maybe you would be. Ah, crap. Ah. All right, it's time. It's a Darth Vader speaker. I love mm -hmm, Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. Well, the winner is Utah's own. Ty Purvis. So congratulations. Good job, Ty. Congratulations. Uh, for you shared our Mon Mothra episode, and you have won a brand new Darth Vader wireless speaker, courtesy of Reality Breached. Uh, I will get with you to get your address and mail it to you and shit. So keep listening. Hopefully we'll have some stuff to give away in the future. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> All right. Let's get to it. All right, let's go. Okay, so we're currently 
just past the div- divisional round of the NFL playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the wild card round. Let's, let's start from the beginning. We have four games. We were at six, what's it, six teams or ten teams, twelve teams, twelve teams, four games. Right. Uh, in the AFC, the first two games were the Raiders-Texans and the Dolphins-Steelers. <laughs> it's already funny. Okay, so <laughs> let's just go ahead and talk about uh, the Raiders and the Texans, which was saddening. Like, I've never felt so bad for a team. You have... A team like Oakland, who was just putting up numbers, getting things done. Derek Carr was out there looking like the next great quarterback. And then he goes down, and when he gets up off the ground, you know, in case you were wondering, hey, maybe he'll be okay, he mouths out. <laughs> it's broken. Oh, oh, and, and, <laughs> and if you heard the, the like the footage, he was like, it's broke, it's broke, it's broke, it's broke. It's like, okay, I think it's broke. It's broke. Right, like we get it, but he's like, no, he wasn't just saying my leg is broken. He was saying your dreams are broken. (laughs) (laughs) If you thought that the Raiders were going to the Super Bowl, better luck next year. Nope. Your dreams went in the can with my ankle. (laughs) (laughs) It makes much more sense if he's just talking about the Raiders season when he says that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And and then we get this, this guy out here and you know, they're, what was his name? Collins? No, it was Cook. Something. He gets, he gets out there and he, they're just pummeling them and I'm looking at it. And then the Texans have quietly had like the best defense in the NFL. It's, it's, so it's easy for them to quietly have the best defense when you have the worst quarterback. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> well, I'm going to get to momentarily, but they're out there just killing this kid and, then uh, I believe it was another quarterback that played. I can't. Uh, McLaurin. No, McLaurin didn't come back. McLaurin actually got hurt the week before. Mm-hmm. So if you thought there was any hope there, then no, he pissed on it again. <laughs> but we get to Osweiler, and Osweiler, who the coach clearly didn't want out there, <laughs> comes out there playing like Joe Montana, and you're like, holy crap! <laughs> Where's he been hiding? <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, they move on. And I was so glad that their game was mercifully over. Uh, ESPN probably was glad that it was mercifully over, considering that they lost, what, like $75 million on a game or something like that? Something like that. And it it was just bad for everybody. It was so bad. Like, I got up and left. I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and I just went out and found something to do for a while until uh, the late game started. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think my joke on that game was it, it's basically a formality. Like, we have to take the field. <laughs> we have to take the snaps. But let's just line the Texans up to get pummeled there's a, by the, the there's Patriots. A, there's a Facebook group I'm in. Uh, and the guy put up a poll and he said uh, who do you have winning today Raiders or Texans and I saw that I could tap on another option and create another you know option on the poll <laughs> and my option was neither 
<laughs> and on that poll, he got the most votes in the group. Like <laughs> everyone voted on it. It was like, yeah, yeah, that's the one we're going with. Nobody wins. I mean, neither of those teams win. Yeah. And, and we, the audience and fans, we don't win either. So I wish it ended in a tie. <laughs> and then Goodell just came and he was like, I'm going to do something that's unprecedented. Yes, this is going to end in a tie. And that means that the Patriots have a double buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like the, the potential fourth selection on that, that, uh, that poll is the Patriots. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. What was the, uh, the other game? The other game was the Dolphins Steelers. Another formality. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like the, the Dolphins at no point this year were a good team. So I listened to, uh, Tony Kornheiser. A co-host of Pardon the Interruption, probably one of the best debate shows ESPN has. Mm-hmm. And uh he has a podcast. It's excellent. And for weeks now, well, that was like two weeks ago, last week on one of his podcasts, one of the guests came on and he asked them a question that he had been asking people the prior week as far as leading up to that, that game. He said, if you're the Dolphins, how in the world do you not practice in cold weather <laughs> leading up to that game? So apparently the Dolphins said they were just going to use like frozen football <laughs> to try and <laughs> simulate the weather conditions. And Tony was just crushing them. And it's like, it's one of those things where you can tell when somebody's ready to go on vacation. And the Dolphins were like, yeah, we're going to go out here because it's formality. It's just something that we need to get done. And, you know, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to do my best to throw as many interceptions as I can to make this go by quickly. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and let everybody see the matchups they would rather see. Yeah, like, <laughs> you look at the, the, the Dolphins' record, 10-6. and six. It's like, ooh, that's pretty good, right? But you have yeah, to remember they were spotted four games by their division. <laughs> Like straight up spotted almost half their wins by the Bills and the Jets. Ooh, oh my God! Next year, when I hopefully we'll be doing more of these as the season goes through, I have a lot to say about the Bills and the Jets. <laughs> Just because they weren't in the playoffs, I can't speak up on them. But yeah, that whole first round for the AFC it was a waste of time. <laughs> A colossal waste of time. Yeah. Like the Steelers even were like, listen, why are we even going out here? <laughs> Seriously. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, what do you think about the NFC? NFC, we got the Lions, Seahawks, and the Giants, Packers. The Seahawks, uh, I guess we'll take the Lions, Seahawks first. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the Lions winning record was due to them playing more teams that they could beat than teams that they couldn't beat. And that showed the moment that um, the Lions stepped out there and the Seahawks defense, I mean, even depleted, they were still able to get away with a lot of stuff because Stafford is, I mean, he's a, a good quarterback. He He's a stat machine. But at the same time, if this man couldn't really do anything with Calvin Johnson, 
probably one of the greatest <laughs> specimens on the planet. Uh, what makes you think that they were going to beat the Seahawks, depleted or not? Well, well, okay, okay. Like about halfway through the season, I was like, man, those Lions are hot. They're looking good. Yeah. And because they had a really good run. What they won like six or seven in a row. Yeah, you played garbage though, man. And and and, and Stafford. Stafford was playing way above his his level, and then he broke his finger, and everything just went sideways. Honestly speaking, just like his finger. Honestly speaking, the Washington R's, because I don't want to call them that other name. <laughs> the Washington R's did their damnness to make sure they didn't take their playoff spot from the Lions. <laughs> they even went so far as to tie one game mm-hmm. to make sure they didn't make it into the playoffs. That's the only, and they're actually a better team, if you ask me, than the Lions were. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But they played in a, in a tougher division, and then you had a quarterback whose baby, Eli Manning, meaning that he, and I can't wait to get to him, but <laughs> meaning that he um he's just Kirk Cousins is wishy washy. You know, he wanted this max deal and then toward the end of the season when you could have gotten in the playoffs and pretty much guaranteed you yourself a pretty good deal, you just started doing stupid crap. But but again, like as like Stafford, he's a numbers machine. Like he had a fantastic year if you look at his numbers. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, there's they're going to franchise tag him again. It's going to be hilarious. That's, that's depressing. It's, no, it's funny. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the Seahawks, they went in. They handled business. But I kind of got the feeling after they game that the Seahawks knew, hey, we're only going to make it so far. We're depleted. They, they're kind of one of those teams. And, and, by the way, give them credit on a team of individuals that clearly hate each other. They work pretty well together. <laughs> You're right, you're right. And all year, like all the polls have coming out, Seahawks, third best team in the league, Seahawks, fourth, second best team in the league. And I, at no point did I ever believe that. I didn't either. They, they never played. played amazing football all year. They just were the best in a weak NFC. This is true. And the NFC has been weak for, what, maybe about two years now? So that kind of helps their case. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, they, they are a good team, but, man, they were beat up. And then you got Russell Wilson, who's getting put through hell no matter who he plays against. Yeah. Defenses are just getting to him and just, just beating him down. So, you know, I knew that they were going to win because, I mean, it's the Detroit Lions. <laughs> really? <laughs> but but in the end, I, I really didn't expect a whole lot beyond that point and and again you know when you heard that press those press conferences uh afterwards you can tell these guys were were guys that were ready to just you know just go home and we'll cash in next season it's like lick your wounds and figure it out next year exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. all right well giants packers I, I i would say the best game of the first round <laughs> Well, I, okay, let me rephrase that. The first first half of the game was the best game of the first round. It was excellent. And then, <laughs> this is what happened, all right? <laughs> so, uh, Conor McGregor <laughs> has this, <laughs> he has this excellent analogy where he talks about the lion in the jungle and how, you know, you'll have all these animals 
they'll look at him and, and, you know, when the lion is peaceful, you know, animals try to try him and, and rattle him up. And then he has to remind them that he's a lion. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers had to remind the Giants, <laughs> hey, I might be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And by the end of it, if I'm not the greatest of all time, I'm going to be at least better than Brett Favre. <laughs> which I think, which I think is his drive in life. I think what really, <laughs> what really triggers Aaron Rodgers is somebody pulls him to the side. It's like you need some motivation, man. Then they just show him a picture I, of Brett Favre. Right, I bet Brett Favre would have done better than this. And then he just goes out there and just start raining down touchdowns. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is what I call a grown man. And it's not a lot of grown men left in the league, but Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is definitely one of them. Julio Jones is another one. Yep. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers just goes out there, and he's like, "Screw you guys! You came on my field, the wide receivers, with your shirts off, acting like it's nothing. <laughs> Took a trip to Miami, acting like." The God of War is not on the other side of this sideline. <laughs> and then you took out Jordan Nelson, and I think that's what triggered him. When they hit Jordan Nelson, and he really could just do, he could pull a Drew Brees. Drew Brees just got to the point where he really doesn't look for one particular receiver. Nope. And I think, as funny as it is, not having Jordan Nelson in there. It triggered something in him, and he was like, "Okay, I'm just about to put up, yeah, playground points, all these guys." And then people are talking about the Giants had the best defense, which honestly, coming in, they did have one of the better uh, defenses. But when Aaron is mad, man, he's scorching hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have the best defense against traditional football teams, <laughs> like. If you look at the deck that the the, the the Packers are playing with right now, like they're 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 running a third string running back and a receiver as a running back, which is impressive. That's insane. I, you don't. I like Montgomery. Yeah, you don't make it into the third round of the playoffs with no starting running backs. You do if you have Aaron Rodgers, who is he's like every player. I promise one day he's going to throw the ball in the air and then take off and catch it. <laughs> I see it happening, man. Like, he's so ridiculously talented. And I'm going to save a little bit of my praise for the next round that we're going to talk about. <laughs> but he is so ridiculous. And then, is he not the king of Hail Marys? He is, the, and, he is and, absolutely the king of Hail Marys. And here's, like, you'll see somebody throw a Hail Mary and you're like, Oh, he ain't somebody catches him. You're, you're impressed, but you're like, he just threw it up there. No, I think Aaron Rodgers was aiming for Randall Cobb only on that throw. <laughs> <laughs> That's how accurate and how much I believe in his accuracy. I believe he, he purposely, purposely yeah. threw it. Straight to uh to Randall Cobb, and then he, he was like five Giants jerseys around that ball, and like I said, the man and I called him the God of War earlier. No, I call Julio Jones the God of War. I'm sorry, 
Aaron Rodgers is Zeus because he just writes down thoughts. It's just what he does. Yeah, yeah. He's the man. And so I'm looking at this game, and and he looks great out there. He just looks like the the prototypical quarterback. And then Eli Manning comes out, and you're reminded that. Not everybody is all that good in the NFL. Like everybody makes it to the NFL, <laughs> but everybody is not Aaron Rodgers. And you know, everybody makes this commotion about Odell Beckham and how he acts. And I'm one of the few people that kind of comes to his defense. And I'm like, if Eli Manning was your quarterback, you'd act like that too. <laughs> like you'd be angry all the time. Like you know. <laughs> You know you're fast as hell. You know nobody can guard you virtually one-on-one. And then when you're open, you got a guy who's either going to unthrow you or overthrow you. And the reason Odell makes those one-hand catches is because he hasn't put his life on the line to catch the ball sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now a lot of those drops that those receivers were doing, I don't think it has anything to do with the Miami trip. No, not at all. But I think they were overthinking for one thing. And then when Aaron Rodgers just starts lighting you up, I mean, you get a sense of urgency, and it doesn't always work out. No, but. no. And speaking of, of Eli Manning, like 80% of the time, he just looks like someone stole his lunch money. Hey, I say that when, when he – if you ever see him do an incompletion that he thought should have been called or something, he has this look on his face, and I'm not sure if it's hunger or confusion. He's like, Man, you guys, you guys, <laughs> right. for you guys. And then he's like, huh? It didn't make it to what's going on. He looks so confused all the time. That uh, picture of him looking, he was looking weird when Peyton Manning scored that touchdown during the Super Bowl. <laughs> and that picture always stands out to me. And I'm like, that's actually his happy face, if nobody realized it. <laughs> He just looks confused. Even when he throws touchdowns, he doesn't show any kind of joy, unless it's against the Patriots. Then he just turns into the T-1000 or something. <laughs> but like, All you got to do is go, just Google Manning face. Yes. And and between him and him and Peyton, you're going to have, have a show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But um, Round two. Let's talk about round two. Yeah. All right, let's dive into the AFC. We have two games uh, in the AFC. Uh, the Texans and the well, we call them games. The Texans and Patriots <laughs> and the Steelers Chiefs. Okay, so I'm going to defend the Texans on this one. I have a lot of friends, well, a couple of friends, not a lot, who are Patriots fans, aka Tom Brady fans, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> It was so funny to see them panic (laughs) (laughs) when that defense was just on Tom Brady. And I myself, I'll admit it, I myself am a Tom Brady guy. I like Tom Brady. Um, Mainly because a lot of people don't like him. And I find it hilarious. And, you know, success, I respect success. You know, I'm not a bandwagon guy. But, you know, I respect when people, I respect excellence. How about that? You're right, right, right. It's it's the same reason I, I'm, I'm such a big LeBron fan. <sighs> mm, 
Oh, 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 so suddenly LeBron's not excellent? Okay. (laughs) No, he's excellent. It's just some things that irk me, and partly it's like some of his fans are delusional, but this is not the basketball podcast. No, it's not. No, it's not. We'll get to that at some point. (laughs) But I look at Tom, and Tom is looking, dare I say, mortal out there. And then it's like Tom has what I call transference powers, where he just transfers his greatness to some random player that you didn't expect to just start having a big game or something. And on that day, it was D.R. Lewis. D.R. Lewis was like, just give me the ball and I'll do everything, Tom. (laughs) And tore that defensive part later on. And then you got Osweiler coming out here and somebody – said this on Facebook. They were like, he was out there looking like a vet. <laughs> I swallow was looking like he belonged. And, you know, he's dinking and dunking, getting down the field. And then, I guess, during halftime or something, or not halftime, but really, in part of the second quarter, he just found a mirror, and then he was reminded that he was Brock Osweiler. <laughs> and he goes out there, dude, and I Bull crap you not. He goes out there. He just melts down. At one point, I saw him look into the eyes of the defender that he threw the interception to. And basically, it looks like he said, I'm going to throw this at you. Please catch it. I'm ready to go home. I don't belong here. I just want to take my paycheck and I want to go home and sir, please help me. And <laughs> New England was happy to oblige. Oh wow! Like, like the, the the one thing I want to say about that game is, after the game, everyone was like, "What's wrong with the Patriots?" During the game, <laughs> what is wrong with the Patriots? Oh my God! Do we need to be worried about the Patriots in the next round? And but you look at the scoreboard. They still won 34 to 16. Exactly. The Patriots should have put up 45. <laughs> like how bad are the Texans where they get beat 34-16 and you wonder if the other team is good enough? The Patriots should have won 45 to like 10. And 21 of those points should have been Brock Osweiler interceptions. That's why, <laughs> that's why everybody was worried about the game. But you know, the Patriots are going to bounce back. They're going to be fine. Uh, well, we'll talk about what's going to transpire this weekend or what we think is going to transpire this weekend. Yeah, yeah. But, it, it, I mean, it, I I wasn't worried about them past that point. I mean, they're coming off a of bye week. They're probably maxing and relaxing. They didn't expect that defense to come out and try and put up any kind of a fight. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, you always had Osweiler in your back pocket so (laughs) Uh, well let's talk about the Steelers and Chiefs that game was very hard hitting Uh, we had a weather it was delayed a weather delay yeah it Uh, it was but it was like a weather delay that they announced the day before (laughs) right two days before yeah it was like yeah the weather's gonna be bad just trust us and then uh, they played uh, prime time, which I prefer my football in prime time anyway. Yeah, and well, that's what it was. Like they say, it was weather. No, it was because they wanted a prime time game. Yeah, that's what I think it was too. And they beat the hell out of each other out there. They did. 
like see and it was very entertaining like i see some people didn't care for it but those are people that like a lot more offense in their games and then you know you're looking at their game and the refs kind of let them play but at the same time there was a lot of crappy calls in there and then you get to the pivotal one mm-hmm. where uh Rodney Harris he's not Rodney Harrison James Harrison was coming off the corner and I mean he he blasted past that guy I can't think of his name the offensive lineman and he had no choice but to hold him and drape himself <laughs> over James Harrison and everybody's like well is that a call you make during the playoff game I'm like yeah <laughs> look at that like it, it was completely unfair and then Alex Smith, God bless his heart. That man took seven minutes to get to that point. That was a seven-minute drive. They scored, and then he completes the two-point conversion, but his offensive lineman had to hold to even get him that chance. And then at the end of the game, uh, Kels is is pissed, and he's just going off on the media and and (laughs) talking about they couldn't get a job at – Hey, Foot Locker, talking about the refs, which is hilarious to me. Because, I mean, with referees, you know the Foot Locker reference is coming. It's, it's on the shirt. Like, it's a given. Yeah, yeah. But, but it was such an entertaining game. And, like I said, I, I like Smash Mouth football. I believe there's a place for it. But uh, a friend of mine, he was like, he thought the Chiefs were going to score at least 20-something odd points. And I'm like, what? Chiefs team are you looking at? <laughs> and he was like, well, the Steelers defense sucked. I was like, yeah, they're mediocre. And the fact that they were able to hold in the 16 should tell you that you didn't want the Chiefs to advance. Like that yeah, that offense, that is an offense that you run when your quarterback is limited. And I like Alex Smith. But he's very limited and He's gonna always be a product of the offense that's being called. Yeah, I, like I've I've always kind of felt bad for Alex Smith because he's not bad, yeah. he's reliable, he's not, but he's not a game changer. Right, he's, he's nothing remarkable. You can't put him out there against Aaron Rodgers. No, no, like you, like he's he's not gonna drive your team. He's just gonna participate. Hey. <laughs> he gets a participation. Award. Yeah. Like, 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 uh, yeah. it, like it, in a world where they make it to the Super Bowl, there's no way in hell he wins the MVP. Oh no, it's gonna be uh, Jeremy Macklin or something like that. <laughs> like a receiver, a receiver or a tight end will win the MVP over him. Yeah. And then uh, on the other side of that, you got Ben Roethlisberger, who I think when Ben doesn't play well. He knows somebody is probably going to try and rip him or something, so he goes and put on a walking boot or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I played through this kind of pain, man, and all this kind of stuff. And, dude, with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, you should have by far the highest scoring offense in the NFL. Yeah, that's what concerned me about that game is they didn't score a touchdown. So weird. That, yeah, that's – what was it, six – it was 18, 16. Yeah, yeah. So it was. I, remember, I forgot, <laughs> man. Whatever. Strange. Yeah, six field yeah. goals. Six field goals. 
it, it is so strange. Like I was looking at that game. Like, what the hell is wrong with this offense? <laughs> Tom, and, and this goes back to why Tom Brady is so great. Like Tom Brady doesn't have an Antonio Brown. He had Randy Moss what one season. He doesn't have that kind of. Well, he had Gronkowski, who's a man child, but. <laughs> Like, he doesn't always have these great players. I'm like, if he did, he would put up, like, 50 points a game. And you have Ben Roethlisberger, who has the most elusive mm-hmm. running back. By receiver and oh, running yeah. back. And, come on, man, under 200 yards passing? Seriously? <laughs> and then you put a walking boot on. Oh, that's why. Yeah, whatever. He gets – he's the Eli Manning of the AFC at this point to me. He just – I don't know. I don't, like, he'll – he plays when he has to. Like it, it, yeah. it, in in the clutch, Roethlisberger is a gamer. He, he, yeah, but the thing is, is yeah. if he doesn't have to, he's not going to show up. Hey, yeah, clearly he didn't have to. I mean, even with that, he didn't have to show up against Kansas and Kansas City. I'm sorry, people get offended about that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it just was what it was. Um, and the Killer Bees, which is a name I hate, Why? but I guess rolling with it, I do not like. Even though it works with their uniforms, it works so well. It kind of it's kind of corny to me. Well, when was for some reason it's, nicknames are corny? That's just what what they are. Now some of them are really cool. Like um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think yeah, because there's not any. The there's not any. All of them hey. are. All no. of them are cheesy. AR twelve, AR twelve for Aaron Rodgers is pretty cool. No, no it's not. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, he's dropping bullets, man. Come on, it's easy. Like that one is pretty good. So, and but the NBA, of course, has all the best nicknames as far That's as players. But again, it's not an NBA podcast. So we won't <laughs> do it. Okay, okay. Let's move on to the NFC. Uh, let's talk about the the lesser game first. Uh, Seahawks Falcons. Um, that Falcons offense is really good. Yeah. It's like really scary good. good. It's potent. They have two running backs, not one, two. That's that's two more than Green Bay has. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then I mean their wide receivers are anchored by. Now I get to call him out. The God of War, Julio yep. Jones. He is amazing. He's, for my money, the best receiver in the NFL. And Matt Ryan is a is a good quarterback. But if Julio Jones had a great quarterback, or Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady, he'd break every wide receiving record there is, period. And I, I, I'm actually willing to give it Matt Ryan more credit than that. Because, like, when, when I, I see I, Matt Ryan, I, I see I, Drew Brees Jr. I see a little Peyton in him, honestly. Like, the way he recognizes defense and, defenses and yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, I see a little bit of Peyton in him. I always have. But, now he's not a terrible quarterback by any means. He's definitely – I give him top 15, top Ooh, 10. no. I'd, Maybe I'd, top 10. I'd say higher than that. But he's he's definitely by no means terrible. And I kind of believe that he gets overshadowed because partly because nobody trusts the Falcons. True. 
and the other part because of how great Julio Jones is. Julio Jones makes his life a lot easier. Whether you're throwing to him or whether he's distracting three defenders, three whole <laughs> defenders, <laughs> and freeing up another one of your guys. And when you looked at that game against the Seahawks, and I talked about this when we talked about the, the divisional round, I mean the wild card round, if you looked at that game, the Seahawks were terrified yeah. of Julio Jones. Yeah, terrified yeah. and they were just outmatched yeah, completely completely outmatched our gun and it got to the point where you wanted it to be mercifully over for the Seahawks and like I said man they were ready to go home <laughs> it was just over with. and I mean the Falcons are moving on to the next round they deserve to move on to the next round uh, I'm really excited about this weekend yeah 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 I want to see you know, how it's going to play out and, and, you know, where we go from here. But the Falcons, number one offense, just about wire to wire, they had the number one offense this yeah. year. Well, question. And a lot of people. Question. A lot of people are throwing Matt Ryan's name around for MVP. He's not going to get it. Well, who are they going to give it to? He probably, he should be considered for it, but he's not going to get it. Um <clears throat> I would love to say Brady because of what he's done despite missing four games. But Aaron Rodgers. Well, okay, okay, all right. Has virtually nothing. And that tear, that that tear where he went nineteen touchdowns, no interceptions on that winning yeah. streak that when they, they had, ran the table. That's probably going to win it for him. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably going to win it for him. At worst, it's going to be a tie between Brady and Rodgers. Yeah, and and like. Honestly, I don't think Brady should even be in the conversation. Because he missed because, the four Because games. he missed the four games, and on top of that, they won three of them. It, now, it, <laughs> exactly. had they lost all four of them, and he had to dig dig the, the, the team out of the hole? Sure. He's the runaway MVP. He's the runaway MVP. In but in this case, you were barely missed. I'm not going to say barely missed. That's a little bit extreme because one of those games got real shaky. Who's the guy who's behind Garoppolo? Brissette. That one, even though they they beat the Texans, though. That was Jacoby hilarious, Brissette. by the way. Shut the Texans out. <laughs> it was awesome. but it, that, that right there is all I need to disqualify him from the MVP race, period. That is completely understandable. I have no problem with that. But I think a lot of people want him to win it because that's another accolade that Roger Goodell kind of has to acknowledge him for. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest, man. And, you know, just keep it a little geeky. Let's go Empire Strikes Back with this, man. (laughs) (laughs) When the new hope ended, you know, Everybody looked like, hey, you know, we're we're coming back. We're going to take out the Empire, hoorah, and all of that. And then you remember what Darth Vader did to Luke Skywalker at the end of Empire Strikes mm-hmm. Back. <laughs> and that's what Tom Brady, Tom Brady is Darth Vader. If- <laughs> I see. I, I would turn that around and say, no, like Tom Brady's going to Return of the Jedi it. Oh, so he's Yeah, because the bad guy is clearly <laughs> D- D- Goodell. It would depend on who you ask, to be honest with you, because everybody was happy about that crappy, terrible suspension that they handed out. Like, who does that? And 
Okay, we're going to leave Deflate Gate in the past past this point. <laughs> but we're talking about deflated balls, and nobody understands the size of how a deflated ball would affect the game. Really? Yeah. The, the whole thing was silly. It was. And it's, it's, it's so good for it to be in the past. The the downside is, is it's not in the past until this season is over. Because it's, and I can't wait for the As finale. long as the Patriots st- are, are sticking around, <laughs> it's the story. Period. And this weekend, where do you... Okay, uh, Roger Goodell has got to go to a game this weekend. Does he go to Foxborough or does he go to oh, Atlanta? Oh, they already announced. You haven't heard? No. They've announced that he's going to Atlanta. <laughs> they announced that he's going to Atlanta. Like, because he went to Atlanta last week. And it was under the guise of, well, this could be the last game in in uh, the Georgia oh, Dome. So he's going to use the same. Uh, he's going to use the same on, excuse. Man. You're going to go watch the afternoon time, game. But at the same time, I had to remind like somebody was like, "Well, it's because of the Georgia Dome." Blah blah blah. But I was like, "Well, do you remember that when the Flake Gate first started that year when the Patriots won? He didn't come the following year mm-hmm. to the ring ceremony." Yeah. So I'm like, "Come on, man, we're going to really act like." Roger Goodell has a bit of void being in the same building with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft for going on almost two years now. If, if, look, if, if, if we're going to believe his story, it's like, oh, he's, he's got to be there for the last game in the Georgia Dome. Well, they got they got to invite Ludacris back to play halftime again. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Just go ahead and bring Mike Vick back. <laughs> oh, he'll be there. He'll be in the building. Absolutely. I say he should be. But, yeah, going back to – because we're all the way off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think Matt Ryan gets the MVP. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, well, then let's talk about the game. Like The best game of the NFL yes, year. Yes, yes. I, I would say the best football game, but that, that college championship game was really damn good. I, I'm surprised. You're not a college football no, guy. No, I'm not. At all, so yeah. I mean, I, you know, the pageantry. You hate, hate it. it. It's, turn those horns off. But, <laughs> but it, it was that game really was excellent, and I'd love to talk about it. But you know, again, NFL podcast. <laughs> um, then I was sick last week, so sorry about yeah. that. But this game was so good, man. Like beginning to end it was entertaining where you were whether you were entertained that the Cowboys were getting blown out <laughs> or you were entertained by that amazing ending. Now I said earlier I was gonna heap some more praise on Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. This is how you know Aaron Rodgers is the man. You can't even make substitutions <laughs> on him. That, that first drive was like amazing. Like, how many yards did did he steal? It, exactly. Just just because he was like, nah, bro, you can't. No, nah, nah. bro. It's th- Twelve no. men. Twelve men. The team that you have out here is the team that I'm gonna play. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. So I was listening to the commentators, and when Aaron Rodgers called that. You know, he he called that play real quick and got those yards. He got what about five yards? Something or so. like that, yeah. 
the commentator was like, man, Jason Garrett, he talked about that earlier, how he, we asked him, how was he going to handle the substitutions? He was like, man, I got to handle them quick because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a savvy dude and all that kind of stuff. And, and right out the gate, yeah, he got him. Yeah. And I'm like, Aaron Rodgers, you're a jerk, man. <laughs> like, let them, let them do something. You're already on the path to being one of the most amazing athletes we've ever seen. Do you really have to take yards that way from him? And he just did not give a damn out there. Like he was, yeah. he was saying, "Look, I'm going to come out here. If you're going to beat me, it's going to be with strategy. You're not. I'm not going to allow your defense, which I know is mediocre, which I've been waiting to tear apart, to contain." Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 and, he, and as you said, he he did not waste any time. That first drive, he stole seven points, period. He was killing them. And then the second drive, he was definitely killing them. Facebook was quiet. <laughs> My God. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it got to the point where, like, Cowboys fans really were like, man, do, do we even deserve to be out here with, with all of this right now? And Aaron Rodgers was just going up and down the field, chopping them up. Didn't they make it to 21 to 3? Yeah. Before Dak Prescott found himself. <laughs> which which to, to like to the Cowboys like they came back. They came back. Like that's what makes this game so good is they were down 21-3 and then by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, Cowboys are back within one possession. It was awesome. That comeback between Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, that comeback is going to go down in history, even in a loss. It's going to go down in history as one of the great Cowboys moments. And really, for the NFL, it, it was a saving grace for the NFL as far as this season has been concerned because the games haven't been as good as they usually no, are. No. And they came out there, man, those guys, they, they went fought back, gave everything they had. Ezekiel Elliott is out there looking like like he's on pace to be one of the best running backs we've seen in a long time. And for that game to go as far as it did, we got to, what, 28-28? Or no, or was it 31-31? I can't even was, remember the final score. Uh, the, the final score was 34-31. 31, okay. So, excuse me, we get to that, uh, to where they tied it up at 28, I believe, yeah, 28-28, and that two-point conversion, it it was just ridiculous, but at the end of that game, just turned into a ping-pong match, (laughs) kind of like the college football national championship game, at the end, just turned into a ping-pong match, and they get there, and Dan Bailey, I mean, kicks a beautiful kick right down the middle 31 31 and i'm watching with my girlfriend and you know she's not a football person but that that, that was that was after mason crosby hit the 56 right so she's into it at this point we're both engaged and she's like 
mean, she she's really, you know, paying attention. She's asking me questions, trying to learn stuff about football at the same time. But I'm sitting up here astonished at what I'm seeing here, just off how many points were scored. You got 35 seconds left. And I'm going to apologize to Aaron Rodgers right now for doubting that he could score in 35 seconds. You, why and would you do such a thing? Dude, because it's 35 freaking that's seconds. 35 seconds with two timeouts? Apparently, that's a yeah, yeah, apparently, Yeah, that's like having five minutes. And Aaron Rodgers comes out there. First of all, it was like some kind of, they, they did a touchback first. And they, so they started on the 20. And, uh, you know, they were, they were driving down. His give his uh, receivers credit beyond his perfect aim to get them in a position where they just have to basically slide to get out of bounds. I mean, all of them, they were doing the right things. And then when he got sacked, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, and it was like second and 20. The Cowboys, right. The Cowboys fans became unglued. Aaron Rodgers just gets up, shakes it off, calls the timeout. And I'm looking, and when he, and I'm noticing throughout the game, he's had all day. Like Aaron Rodgers typically yeah, does. Yeah. Has all day to pass. Then we get to that play, man. <laughs> the degree of difficulty. He was rolling out to his left. For a right-handed quarterback, rolling out to your left is very complicated. Not if you're Aaron Rodgers. No, no. He practices that shit. Rolled to his left, stopped, and put one of the most beautiful line drive throws I've ever seen in my yeah. life. And I mean, of course, you give credit to the receiver for catching it. But for Aaron Rodgers to make that throw, he had to know his receiver was going to come. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he always puts the ball in a position to where only his receivers. That's exactly catch. what I was going to say. One foot to the right, it's intercepted. One foot to the left, it's incomplete. There it is. It's either going to be a catch or an incompletion. If you go back throughout the year and look at Aaron Rodgers' interceptions, he was either hit and threw an interception or the ball was tipped and it became an interception. He didn't do an Eli Manning interception where he looks directly at the defender <laughs> and throws it to him. He did not. He has been amazing all year, or well, most of the year. I mean, earlier on, you know, with Jordy and stuff, he kind of looked out of sync. But he made a play. I'm going to tell you how great that play was. It was so great that my aforementioned girlfriend, who's not even in the football, got on Google and started researching Aaron Rodgers after she saw him. She was like, if I'm going to get into this, I'm going to have to attach to a player. She said that was one of the coolest things that she's seen just in sports. She's like, that was pretty cool. And she wanted to, you know, it, it actually generated interest. I'm like, you a bad man when you have somebody who's not even interested in your sport, really. <laughs> and Gravitate towards you like yeah, that. And, and a- after the game, you know, it comes out that he improv that play at, at the line of scrimmage. He's like, you go here, you go here, whatever. And boom, it happened. He was then asked, hey, man, you think that's one of the best throws you ever made? And he just, you know how he is, that 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 just yeah, so snarky and arrogant. He's just like, nah, that's not. 
and it works for him. Yeah, it, it works for him. Anybody it's definitely, else definitely not the best throw I've ever made, but it's a great catch. Much better catch than it was a throw, but you know, it, it worked. Oh yeah, that, that catch was amazing. So, and they're moving on. And you know, before we go any further, the Cowboys fans have nothing to be ashamed. Oh no. Of. Even though they spent the better part of a year being, which was odd. It was. Didn't you find it odd that Cowboys fans finally have a team that actually legit could go places, and then they picked that moment to be afraid? But all these other years when Tony Romo was out there screwing up your playoff hopes, <laughs> you all were saying, man, we're going to the Super Bowl. But the one time it looked like you were actually going to go to the Super Bowl, now you were afraid talking about putting Tony Romo in. Man, that was ridiculous. Get out. This year was the year they finally turned into like the beaten dog. Like they yeah. got beat every year. Every year Romo happened. Every year. And then this year Romo wasn't happening. And so cautiously optimistic. They're like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to give me this was, treat. It was very. It was cautious optimism. It's exactly what it was. And but they had the right to be obnoxiously confident if they wanted yeah. to, because it got to the point early on. Man, this is the least I've criticized the Cowboys in years. I didn't know what to do with myself, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm usually hard on the Cowboys. Then I look at them like, damn it, they're yeah. good. They're good, and then they're depleted. But damn they're it, they're good. They're good. But they're out of the way now. So they are, and then there were four. All right, so championship games. Which one you want to start with? Let's start with the boring one: Steelers Patriots. The fact that that's the boring one <laughs> should tell you how crazy they were. We're expecting that other one to be, but and by all accounts, looking at this on paper, offense versus offense, the Steelers should win this game. Really? And they should win it by team. The Steelers should win it. Hold on. They should win this game, and they should win it by 10. They're not going to. If you're telling me that Ben Roethlisberger is struggling to get over 200 yards with that offense that he has, and Bill Belichick is who's on the other side of that sideline, and then on top of that, you got the video that came out with Tomlin <laughs> basically <laughs> implying that the league gave them a day and a half of rest. I'm like, who criticizes another team? The Patriots just can't catch a break. Who criticizes another team for a day and a half of rest? Like, really? <laughs> but anyway, I, that was kind of like, and I, I'm a tumbling guy, but I'm like, come on, man, stop it. Like, people just dig up a, a new reason to hate the Patriots when they have to play them, and it says a lot about the well, Patriots. Look, I, he was just trying to, to, to spark his team. I get it. I get it. If you find yeah, something whatever. to talk shit about, period. But Tom Brady is going to come out there and he's going to have methodical drive after methodical drive because that defense will not be able to do anything with those two running backs and Thomas Patrick Brady. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't you like you talk about the offense, which you know you, you can't doubt the Patriots' offense. But 
as of right now, like the Patriots have quietly made it to the conference championship game with the best remaining defense. Very much so. And people are like, well, they got an easy path and all that kind of stuff. Like, you got to still come out there and play the game. And I believe they're gonna they're gonna have a plan to eliminate either Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell because I don't think you can eliminate both. But I believe both one of those two guys is gonna be neutralized, and they're gonna get to Ben often. Their offensive line is great for running offense for their rushing offense. But people hit Big Ben quite often. How often? How, how often? And it's something that. How often do you think he's going to leave? How many times in that game do you think he's going to leave the field, quote unquote, injured? <laughs> it's going to be once, and probably it's going to be the second quarter. <laughs> it's usually in the second quarter when he leaves the game, and he's injured. He just goes back, and I think they they shoot him up with some kind of horse tranquilizer. Yes, yeah, it's, it's called whiskey. And they will him. Yeah, yeah, something. He can smell it on his breath when he's back out there. <laughs> but, yeah, the Patriots are going to move on. They're going to move on. It's it's going to be an entertaining game. Uh, but they're going to move on, and we're going to be closer to Roger Goodell's nightmare. Like, it's not only in a prediction. It's what I hope happens. <laughs> I want the Patriots to go back because it's, it's a damn – anomaly it it is absolutely absurd that this man a grown-ass man is avoiding being in the building (laughs) in a building with three individuals bill belichick robert Kraft, and tom brady so i can't wait i can't wait and guess the patriots need to move on okay the world needs this. If we're not going to get the Patriots versus the Cowboys, which I was going to call the Blood Bowl, because everybody was going to lose their damn mind, because nobody knows who to hate. You hate both of those teams. Yeah, yeah, but they're also two of the most popular teams. <laughs> Very much. That was going to be a great Super Bowl if it yeah. happened. And maybe we get next year. But if we're not going to get that, please give me the Patriots. Just so Roger Goodell has to, to be in their presence. All right, all right. Let's talk about what I, I think is going to be the barn burner this weekend. Oh, Packers yeah. Falcons. Final score is going to be 38-35. So, okay, okay. What what makes you say that? Because those are, that Packers defense is, is, is no. <laughs> it's nothing. It's virtually nothing. And, and I just saw what a rookie did to that defense. Just and you know you can march them down the field. Matt Ryan is going to be ready. He's going to be oh, ready. No, without a doubt. Julio Jones is damn sure going to be ready. He's licking his chops to get out there, even though that he's a little hobbled from what I hear. But I don't know how much of that to believe. But I know he's going to wake up that day. He's going to have a shot of whatever Ben Roethlisberger is going to have. <laughs> he's going to go out there and perform. What this is going to come down to is, is if the Atlanta Falcons, whose defense is also poo, if they can do enough to either keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, I mean, what the Atlanta offense, if they can do enough to either keep Aaron Rodgers off the field or if their defense can make something 
anything having against Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is going to put up points and Jordan Nelson still might not be might not even be out. Oh, there. he definitely won't. Like broken ribs, that takes a so, while. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at this man, and this is what my prediction comes down to. I just don't trust the Atlanta Falcons. Even with that number one offense, I don't see them in the Super Bowl. I can't imagine seeing a banner saying whomever against the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm completely fine with that because Julio Jones is one of my favorite players. I want him to yeah. get there. But I just I just don't I, see like, I'm not going to say that you're wrong. Because, like, what it comes down to is the Falcons' offense versus Aaron Rodgers, period. Like, is Aaron Rodgers, can he will his team enough to beat the entire Falcons' offense? <laughs> the whole thing, both running backs, the great receiver, and they're really good quarterback. Yeah. Can he do it? And I think he can. And Looking at the slate of teams that were in the NFC, I I picked the Falcons to go all the way, like all the way to the to, uh, to, to the Super Bowl. Looking at, I know they hurt as a Saints uh, man. Do I? I know they hurt it as did, a Saints it did. man. Like, I I will give them props for being as good as they are. I don't want them to win, but I did not see a team that I thought could beat them until. Aaron Rodgers went on his streak when he right. just started tearing up play, playoff teams. When that started happening, I started to doubt my my prediction. And rightfully so, rightfully so. So, so you're going with Atlanta? Oh, uh, mm. I'm going to go with the Packers. Because the, because so there's got, just something uncalculable, uncalcul- yeah, uncalculable yeah. about about the style of football that the Packers are playing right now. They're right. not playing with their best players. Arguably, they're not even and playing with good players. Done. Still get it, but and it's crazy how he, Aaron Rodgers, that one player neutralizes. It, or at least evens out everything. Yeah, that's how good. Yeah, it, it's 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 like that one year, the Broncos had Tebow, <laughs> and they won a playoff game. Like all sports metrics and sciences say that should never happen. What's crazy is the next year Peyton Manning came and he didn't win. <laughs> right. Like okay. So so like. I, I I can't bet against the Packers because because they're working some sort of weird juju right now that clearly everyone is allergic about, to. It's always about the hottest team, and they're the hottest team yeah. right now. Period. So I got them thirty-eight, thirty-five. You want to give a score? Uh, I th- I think it's going to be closer than that. Like I think it's going to be it's it definitely third. So let's say thirty-two, thirty. Okay, two, two points. points. All right, all right. So that brings us to the Super Bowl. Well, right? well first, let, let's. What was your prediction on the AFC game? Uh, on the AFC game, we got the Patriots. Patriots are going to win that game. 
28-14. Ooh. All touchdowns yeah. and a two-touchdown difference. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be closer than that, but I think you're right. It'll be like 28-23. Yeah, I can see that, too. Yeah. I can see that. I can see him like stealing. I, I can see him scoring points, but I really do believe they're going to neutralize either Le'Veon Bell or, or Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so what that means is we're we're both saying it's Packers Patriots. Rogers yes. Brady. Here's a story that's built into this, and why I want it so bad. <laughs> you have the quarterback that everybody is deeming right now the best in the game and rightfully so because he is Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the yep. game but then you have the quarterback that people are deeming maybe the greatest of all time on the other side yep. that writes itself man <laughs> and I haven't even brought up the Roger Goodell aspect of no. this. that writes itself I mean that is a duel that's going to be must see TV and they're great for different reasons, mm-hmm. which, you know, makes it even better. It's a, a matchup that I believe we deserve. It's after this football season? Absolutely. 2017 has been off to a good start as far as football. Yeah. And I say we keep it up and we get that game. And that game is going to go in overtime. <laughs> it's going to be a real classic. In the end... I got Brady getting his fifth ring. Really? And here's why. Not only does he have Bill Belichick, who I don't believe is nobody can stop Aaron Rodgers, period. Let's just get that out of the way. No defense on planet Earth can stop Aaron Rodgers, short of shooting it. <laughs> and the I, I, thing is, I wouldn't put that past the Patriots. <laughs> to have like a, like a no. Tanya Harding-style hit on him. The week before? <laughs> That's terrible. Oh my god, that is awful. <laughs> but I, I think that game it, it's gonna be a remarkable game whenever it happens. And by the way, none of the matchups will be a bad Super Bowl. You're, oh you're regardless right. Regardless I really do believe either way it goes, we're gonna have a bad a, a great Super Bowl and you're gonna have stories that write themselves in each situation, but this is the best outcome. Yeah, yeah. It, it, outside of the Cowboys, I think we have the best four teams. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, but in the end, I got Brady winning. Um, that score, that's honestly, I can see that one being uh. <laughs> Man, that could easily be a 35-28 game. All touchdowns. Or, I say this, 34-31. I'd give the same score the Cowboys and the Packers had. 34 I uh, See, I'm not going to go that high. I'm going to say 21-17. I don't think they keep it that low. No way. The, pa- the Patriots can no keep way. the Packers to 17 points. I, <laughs> I think they can. But can the Packers keep the Patriots to 20 <laughs> question right there like can the pack because that defense they got good defensive <laughs> players but they give up points man they give up a ton of yards and they give up points like crazy we'll see we'll see especially against good 
decent to good quarterbacks. But I mean that matchup itself, and then my God, if if Roger Goodell has to hand that trophy to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, understand? I think and it's usually the coach that they hand the trophy to. I think Bill is gonna tell Tom, "No, you go ahead in front of me. I want to see this." And then he has to give that speech. You know, the one the commissioner always mm-hmm. gives. Congratulations to you and your team on a hard fall season, blah, blah, blah. You got to look at Tom in his face and shake his hand. Oh, yeah. Dude's, dude's hand is going to catch on fire. Oh, my God. Somebody's going to, like, they're going to turn the lights off. Just like when the 49ers went against the Ravens. They're just going <laughs> to turn the lights off. It's just, and then when the lights come back on, Roger Goodell's gone. And then, you know, he just disappears and then you get a BS statement the next day talking about, <laughs> talking about he fell in a hole like, or something. Um, Lady Gaga up. needed a ride home. He woke up in Disneyland or some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it, it's a story that writes itself. It's going to be a fitting ending to a season that started off really kind of down and was really quite frankly crazy but the the end of playoffs at least starting last week and we'll see this coming week have been pretty good yeah, to us. yeah. so yeah that's that's my dream matchup Packers Patriots and I got Brady getting this fifth ring and then we have to deal with a week of course of is Tom the greatest of all time now yeah yeah well, I, I look at it this way. Let's let's say the Packers win. Let's say the Packers win it all. Is that the greatest sure. underdog story in NFL history? With your your meaning starting off at four and six, and was it four and six? And then they yeah, yeah. they went on this high yeah. streak. Because because he's, he's a, it's a one man army at this point. And I was just going to say that if they do that and they make that run and get all the way and Aaron Rodgers, you know, seals the deal. Yeah, that might be one of the greatest just from a season long standpoint. That might be one of the greatest things we've ever yeah, seen. Yeah. And it cements Aaron Rodgers legacy, which already is looking pretty badass right now. Yeah. It, it makes him even better, especially if he does it against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. All right, man. Well, hey, so we'll see. What episode was this? Like sixty something? I can't. I can't remember anymore. Man, uh, do better. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> if you've ever heard the podcast, you know doing better is not an option. Uh, let's see. Sixty-six. Oh, wow. How about we do this again next week? And we talk about the championship games and call our Super Bowl from there. We'll do cool. it's, this. Is, this will be 66 part one. And next week will be 66 part two. Reality Breach does football. All right. All right. I'm with it, man. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I, I guess watch football now. Go, go, go watch your football. <laughs> Come back next week and we'll talk about some more football. And what do you want to plug again? Oh yeah, yeah. L- listen, listen to the the Negro Justice League. And in the coming months, Google uh, "unapologetic geek" and you'll find some stuff. I'll 
definitely make sure uh, your gracious gracious host reminds you when I'm ready <laughs> for you guys to check out the Unapologetic Geek. But uh, I think it's going to be pretty fun. Uh, I'll be looking at uh, kind of doing a little bit of what I do with Digger Justice League, but, you know, it'll be in blog format instead of a podcast. Cool. So you'll uh, be able to get some of my opinions on upcoming movies. You know, 2017 has a huge movie slate. And so I'm going to review as much of those as possible. Uh, I'm going to review TV shows, comic books, um, and then I'll just offer opinion on sports, MMA, and I actually love wrestling, WWE. So I'll be talking about that as well. Nice. So it's a mixed bag of things. All right. Well, uh, follow us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, or the opposite, sw- switch those around, uh, and subscribe to the podcast. Visit realitybreach.com. Uh, and we will see you next time.